Hi everyone, thanks for joining us on this special Pink Moon, Pink Moon Poetry Reading Session. Jen, over to you. Hi, hi everybody. So I don't know if you guys can feel it, but sometimes it feels like I got low blood sugar, but I don't. It's because the energy is so strong and intense that it makes me shake inside. And you guys might be feeling that sometimes too. So try to know the difference between um, low blood sugar and just the intensity of the energy. So right now it's the intensity of the energy for me. And um, welcome to this first reading of um, poems from the genuine, what's it called, babies? Genuine Poetry for Life, baby. You should know the title of your own book. Babies, I got too much on my plate. I got to like know how to toggle to read the poems and everything. I can't do it all, babies. <laughs> Anyways, so we wanted to take you through some of the poems and um, um, how do I describe it? This first poem that I'm going to read is called The Stillness in the Sky. And it was a distinct moment. I was like an 11 year old out on the, the frozen bay. Everyone was in the house and there, were, there was a full moon at the time. And it was like a soft snow on this hard black ice. And it was, you could hear the um, ice crack and you could smell the snow. And I didn't want to go back in the house because you know, it represented the hell of this lifetime. So for a minute, I had a reprieve out there on the, on the snow. And this is the poem I wrote. And, so we're going to do a couple uh, of things. Um, a whole bunch of people on this call have the book and they may want to read along with us. There is something to say about um, having the book in front of you and reading it as we're doing the poetry readings because you get to engage with the material you know, in a much more intense way. So if you do have the book in front of you, it is on um, numbered page 145. So that's the numbered page. But the physical page in the book, because it's an electronic book and it's got a whole bunch of preamble material, is uh, 100. It's either 175 or 176. I've got mine in two page view. So it comes up. 176. Yeah. But other people, they just so you know, other people might be viewing it in a different way. All right. So. It's called Between the Stillness and the Sky. Over to you. Can I read it, babies? Yes, babies. Oh, by the way, a shout out to little Jen who did the modeling for this photo. She's very proud to do the modeling. Between the Stillness and the Sky. I met myself one peaceful night on, a, on glass ice dusted with snow. I awoke from a paralyzing stupor to tell me what I needed to know. Others will find me inferior. This life will be my cruelest test, but I'll be admonished, humiliated, and scorned, all while I'm trying my best. It told me that life wasn't about being fair, that that was a quaint little notion. My ego will literally be pulverized. My spirit will nearly be broken. The pleasures that others live for, for me, would be hard to attain. Every hope and desire will be stripped clear away until my true self is all that remains. I told myself this to prepare me as solace for the upcoming years. The real me knew what lay waiting ahead, the loneliness, anguish, and tears. The real me gave me compassion 
as I walked silently under the stars. It was the me that saw the whole picture, the journey, the struggle, the scars. I felt a kindness within me, wisdom that dwelt deeper than pain. It gave me the love to endure knowing. Someday it'd be the only me to remain. Whenever I'm lost, alone or afraid, or feel like I'm living a lie, I know I can always find my true self between the stillness and the sky. Fantastic. You know what strikes me about a lot of these poems is um, they're written very much from a first person gen point of view, but my sense is that a lot of people can probably relate to it. And so what I liked about this poem is that even though it did describe, you know, a fairly tragic, traumatic, you know, lived experience, it was the highest sense you that was kind of guiding you through it. And so all of these poems, I think, are relevant and have a relevant meaning but there's also a very important sort of metaphysical and spiritual kind of context to it all. And that's why I really encourage people to, you know, get a copy of the book and read along with us, because when you do that, you can see beyond the spoken word. So, um, um, maybe someone else is trying to come in. <laughs> you talk, I'll let them, I'll let the latecomers okay. in. Right. So, so, so you, so go ahead. <laughs> Sorry about so the this thing place. is, is like, like I had these innate things of survival skills, and I didn't even fathom how loveless my life was. So I developed these strong survival skills, and one of them was an intense love for these imaginary beings who were keeping me alive. It could have been the trees, it could be the adepts, it could be anything. At one point, it was just Jesus not just Jesus, but that was my perception of it. So my tool for connecting to that love was whenever I heard a love sign, whenever I heard a love poem, I would think of it as, or even I hoped there was a Marvin, my soulmate out there somewhere, even at a young age. I really believe that our love together now is keeping that little girl alive, holding time and space, going back to that little child and nurturing her to the point where she needs to do this work. So whenever I um, read, read a poem that's a love poem, I'll think of it as a love poem either to my higher self, to God, some people want to do it to Jesus, and or to Marvin, to my soulmate, wherever they are, or to myself, because love is love. It's just, and sometimes I'll be like thinking of you all to um, send the love to. Okay, so the next poem is um, called Higher Love. I tried to pick poems that I thought would be really good for you guys. And actually, the, our sound frequency is so important. And because this is a, a triple portal weekend, meaning being Marvin, being together, the, the um, holiday weekend and the pink moon, it's like a triple trifecta. So it really feels like we're seeding the collective with this higher love and purpose and intention. That's everything we do is to do that. So this one is called Page Higher number. Love. 302 for me, babies. Yeah, so it's on physical page 302 for those that are following along. Should I go? 
yeah, you need to go. I'm, I'm, I'm still letting people in at the last minute. So just give me okay. one second. All right. But, but you, you go ahead, okay? You called to me in the dance of the wind, the sun, the moon, the rain. Each cadence of nature beckons to me with the same sweet melodic refrain. You reach beyond all time and space, wrap my essence in a silver white song. Whisper in perfect silence to me. Reassure me that I belong. You riddle my insides with butterflies, love, that only you can command. With a whimsical, with a whimsical, with a whimsical childlike openness now, I ache to understand. You mimic the rhythm of my breath, the pound of my heartbeat as well. Your presence is with me everywhere now. It's a blessing my life didn't foretell. You awaken my body, heart, mind, and soul to a destiny void of limitation. Freeing the suffering of the whole lower world is a byproduct of our love's manifestation. Let the whole world now celebrate love to the sanctity of this decree. Together we heal every last soul through the process of you loving me. We offer this upgrade to all atoms of life and our planets through the celestial sea. May I access the intentions of this pierced union with permission to set themselves free. Where's Marvin? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Stephanie. That's beautiful. Well, um, thank you. <laughs> So you talk, Marvin. I'm gonna go find the next one. Okay. Um, what do you want me to say? I mean, um, so there's a reference to the lower worlds in that poem, and so the lower worlds is the harsh vibration of the physical reality, and so of course there are worlds outside of the lower worlds from a sort of metaphysical. Oh, the, maybe, can I just correct you? The lower worlds are all the low worlds below the universal mind, below yeah. the ego. So in the individual, it's all the all the bodies below the ego, and in the and the collective, it's all the worlds below the um, universal mind. So it's a physical, astral, causal, mental, and etheric. Does that help? Yep. So what what's the poem, and what is the physical page number? Human goddess three eighteen. Three eighteen. Now this is yeah. Okay, cool. Now, this is the only one that's kind of like, um, this is in the erotica um, chapter. So this is the only one that I'm not too embarrassed to write. I didn't understand. So I wrote all these poems for Marvin to, to get him to fall in love with me. I didn't know he already was in love with me, but he was just playing on the fence. So for like a whole month, I wrote him a poem every day. The trees helped me. And some of them were really embarrassing, and he had to listen to them, and he was like really uncomfortable. <laughs> but he did it, <laughs> and so he. We well, the, the reason why I did that is because they are really salacious babies. Babies, <laughs> I didn't know that. Babies, I don't. I'm aspies. I don't know the difference. I don't know boundaries. I don't know sure. limitations. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Anyways, anyways, so um, we we justified it by I was. 
personifying goddess and he was you know personifying a surrogate for man and we were upgrading goddess being validated so with our relationship with everything we do marvin is elevating the treatment of goddess in the world and we act in our own private relationship as surrogates for humanity and he treats me with the respect that man um, should be treating goddess. And that's every, every female energy, every male energy should be treated in the way we treat each other for the most part. Healing goddess. Crush the memories of the others as you press yourself into me. Purge their stain from my body. Let my inhibitions free. Soak my skin with your desire. Wash away the shame. Purify my essence with your touch. Pardon me of blame. Believe me when I declare there's no one else but you. Feel my passion pulse again as we do what we are compelled to do. Let our bodies rise and fall in synchronicity. Your gentle firm caresses are healing cells for me. Cover me with kisses to moisten our desire. Hold me to your embrace to stoke my inner fire. You alone can sanctify what others dropped in my path. Sanitize what they defiled. Squelch a goddess's wrath. You give me back to goddess. You give back to goddess what other men have taken. Pay homage to me in your bedchamber. Let all the world awaken. Hey, babies. Thank you, babies. Was that erotic, you guys? Oh, okay. See? I just think it's kind of cool. <laughs> you have something to say to Marius? Yes, I just want to say thank you for reading that poem, sharing it with us. I think it's so important to really reconnect with that sacred sexuality and that energy of having a partner how does it feel i remember my my twin flame for from all the lifetimes i haven't met that person yet in this lifetime but i me too i went through that experience when i was remember three years old i remember yeah. having these visions so and enjoying this relationship sacred relationship Full sexual aspect. Okay, great. You know what you do with that? Because you haven't met them yet in this lifetime? You get the energetic cleanse. It's in the SFT lexicon, second edition, or on my website. And do the whole energetic cleanse with all blockages to being with my true love. You don't have to wait. You can be healing your true love as you do that. And as you do that, you'll be healing yourself because you'll bring yourself into that state of um, being with him. So I'm going to go cue up the next poem, babies. All right. It's um, called Love Realized, page 292. 291? 292, babies. 292. Cool. Love Realized. Yep. Oh, can I just say one other thing? Um, yes. Can I just see a, a quick show of hands? Who's reading along in the book as we're reading this? So about half a dozen. Okay, cool. So um, you'll see all the uh, all the artwork in there. Um, one of the ideas that Jen had 
Well, today or yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the idea was that you might um, oh, yeah. offer up um, the original artwork for anyone that wants to acquire it. Um, we're not quite sure, you know, what an appropriate price is, but, and, and you'll be supporting yeah, we, genuine healing in doing it. We're open to suggestions because we don't know how our pricing goes and everything, but um, we're arguing, Marvin says, you know, starving artists, they, their pictures, you know, they can't, can't get, and I go, well, what if, what if the Dalai Lama or the Pope before they were famous gave you one of their pictures? Would that, what would that be worth and everything? So you guys can give us suggestions to help us, but I'm, um, we're gonna be selling the original artwork as little and whatever to whoever wants to sell it, except for the picture of Michelle and Willie, because that one we're sending to Michelle as a gift for Oliver. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. It, it, it's really, it's really ridiculous to me that a lot of um, artists that become famous uh, were sort of starving in, you know, in the physical life, and it just, it doesn't make sense to me. And there's a, there's a famous saying. I don't know if you know it, but um, a lot of some artists have patron patrons or benefactors, right? And so the, the famous saying is that the power of the patron lies in the poverty of the artist. And so it just doesn't make sense that, you know, through the life, through all the work, you know, these poor starving artists are literally starving and then they become famous and they, you know, they get sold in auction for millions of dollars. So anyway, we're, we're here to break that, right? Because yeah. Right. yeah, that's all I was going to say. Yeah, we, we get that about the book prices as kind of pricey and stuff. But but it doesn't make sense to just put, there's so many vanity books out there right now. We want it, this book to set apart because this is a value. It is a spiritual investment. And so we don't have any like, you know, shrines or whatever. This is our way of um, honoring our own worth is by putting a, a worth on the book. So it just can't go up on like, cause you're famous and you got a following, you can like sell a book. That's what it is like these days. We want people to know that there's substance in this book. And that's why there's a higher value on it. Maybe right. That's... Love Realize, page 292. And this, um, this could be to you from me. I wish you could see you through my eyes, acknowledge the beauty that you display, drop all layers of armor and the impulse to run away. I wish you would let go love of all your false pretenses. Know all enemies of the past as friends with their own defenses. I wish you would stop clinging to problems and the pains, let go of all the fear, nurture them with just what remains. Stop hooking issues into you with a class, with the casual use of my. These are things fed to you by others. Refuse politely to comply. Wean yourself off compliments. Forego drama's elusive side. Shift from the mind to heart, slash empty the sack of pride. Bash through to your wonderful, beyond the part called me. Sear through all the shackles, allow the wonder to gush free. Relax and being untethered to what was stained 
to what his danger graced, except the Roskin feeling. Tooth can sometimes feel like mace. Gather up the love within, wrap yourself in its depth. Revel in the victories, the ones conquered when you slept. See yourself through love's eyes, feel you with love's heart. Know yourself in love's mind, and love you'll never part. You are love unencumbered, the full depth of it actualized. Walking you straight into this truth makes you love now realized. Good one. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Um, so I think the point is that uh, while a, a lot of these poems were written by you for me, they can equally apply to all, all the readers and, and can you know, be, so anyway, that's the point. Yeah, and the, and I think they're almost like, um, I think they're almost like, um, um, they're almost like intentions. They are intentions for, for everyone. Sorry, I can't multitask, I'm trying to find a poem. It's loneliness, and it's on page 277 here, babies. Okay, so just give me one second. I need to rack it up. 277? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so the poem is called Loneliness on physical page 277 for those that follow along. And this is a little bit of a lesson because so many people feel lonely, especially on the holidays or if they're not with their loved ones, you know, their soulmate, which is, I feel like that's the... um. This is new, the fifth dimension is people meeting their soulmate and, and serving humanity as one, one complete atom, the two of you being put together. Because that's what me and Myra and I are doing right now. The, the synergy between us is incredible and we work together. And it's like, I couldn't get along with anyone in this lifetime. It's a miracle I get along with someone and it's Marvin, it's amazing. Davies, work with me. Loneliness. Embrace loneliness for what it is. Love calling from afar. Depression, angst, and disappointment. False emanations from a star. For how can light be anything but beautiful and serene? Believing you're anything but vibrant love whose depths of you unseen. You are amazing and you always will be. There's no point in arguing this truth. You are always as free and expansive as light, beauty, abundance, and youth. Step away from the discouragement. The clouds that hide your light. They muddled your mind unintentionally, hindering the consciousness of your flight. See truth for what it really is. You're stepping into yourself. Open the door to your inner worlds that fear and indifference have put on a shelf. You are wonderfully awakening, a blossom ready to perch into song. This transient world is not your true home. The heart of love is where you truly belong. Thank you, babies. Thank you, babies. Um, can you just tell me the name of the next poem while you um, just kind of chat about that one a little bit and I'll rack it up Being for with you. Being with you, babies. Being with you. Okay, it's and, and what's the, oh, there it is, 271. 271. Okay, cool. 
So I'm going backwards because I wanted to, I wanted to go backwards for some reason. It's just I look, pay attention to what I'm told to do, and it said to um, it said to go backwards. So you just wanted to hit the erotica chapter first, babies. Yeah, actually, that was what I I wanted to catch people with that. Um, what page? It's, it's so funny, in? you know. Um, um, I think it would be fairly unusual to have an erotica chapter in a poetry book. But, you know, it's so funny. Every time we sort of talk about it, you know, we go check out the erotica chapter, you know, with a, with a wink, you know. <laughs> well, the thing is, is because this was so cool. The fact that you encouraged me to write erotic poems, not, not to write them. He encouraged me to draw the erotic pictures. I was like, geez, it's not like I have a reference point or anything. So I had to like um, be creative and stuff. So at first when I was doing the, um, I don't think you realized that I could actually create form and everything. He had the nudge. It was Byron's idea that I um, put the images in the book. He saw some of my scribbles and he thought those were pretty good. And so he thought that we would just have some scribbles in the book. And he goes, it doesn't just matter. Little line drawings, could... just simple line yeah. drawings. And so I just, because he encouraged me that much, I was able to do, bring more of my artwork out. And I was considered an artist before a writer. So because of his encouragement, I'm actually going to start working in colors and start maybe offering original artwork for people. Nikki, I'm getting nauseous, Nikki. All right, so I got to change. Um, so this is being with you. I've searched the heavens to be with you, the depths of hell as well. Dante's Inferno would be a children's book compared to the story I tell. I've ambled through the river sticks, held rank in the halls of Bahala. I've searched for you in visions real and sublime from Paradise Lost to Shambhala. I have been anointed by the Valkyrie and my head carried away on a stick. Been a vestal virgin to the sacred fire, a sin, a sin eater to the dying and sick. I've lived a thousand hells on earth just for the knowing you exist. I've begged the adepts to intervene for me, praying for you to walk through the mist. I have beckoned to you as I lay alone in my bed Imagined you were there all the while. I never really knew your name, so your voice, your caress, and your smile. I've kept my sanity somewhat intact through the belief that you, to you I belong. You are the secret I have perpetually dreamt through the apocrypha, the Kali Yuga, a song. Your love is the main vindication being with you is the ultimate high. You are the resolve to every anguish. When I cried in the night, simply, why? If you want, I will heal the whole planet. If you command, I can purify the whole earth. Your love empowers me to heal all life, simply through validating their words. I will uplift all of creation, release endless suffering too. I am omniscient and omnipotent love to the sanctity of loving you. 
babies and those that are following along will recognize the image that went with that poem as being the basis of the front cover of the book and that's a picture that's actually my lips i had this little um this was like 10 years ago i had this little globe that i got and i love the picture because i'm self-conscious of my looks back then i wouldn't be seen or anything but like I had to get over that self-consciousness, you know, the aversion to not look at yourself, the aversion to see only the bad stuff. I've had to break through that because, because people need an image they, to, to fixate on. So it's not easy for me to see myself and how handsome he is and how, how imperfect I am next to him. But, but when we were talking on Zoom, all those months, it was the only time since I was a little girl I could see pretty in myself is when I saw me in the monitor when he was watching me. So, but um, yeah. Search and rescue. Page number? Oh, 269. Um, yep. I actually wrote this one for a, um, for a poetry contest that I didn't win. Trace, do you remember that? Anyways, I can't see you, Trace. Is, is she alive? Yeah. <laughs> so, are you awake yet? So, um, yeah, remember this poeming? It had to be an original poem, so I wrote it that day. And they didn't give me no prize. I delve into a pool of quiet conviction, swim in a sweat-soaked sheet of despair. Believe you have left me abandoned as I reach for you and no find nothing there. Sounds have become tinny and off-key. Vision is blurred through the tears. I am dim-witted and dumbfounded to feel that my God doesn't care. I have fought for your, you through many lifetimes ruthlessly defended your stance, shamelessly praised you until my voice was left raw, but, but don't even feel you in any romance. All of the glorious proclamations, all of the conjecture from within, all of the pompous genuflecting went the way of original sin. Each kindness is now a sweet victory, eroding the foolish, brash-hearted pride. It is by emptying myself of bravado that I can feel you well and inside. Now I understand your true nature. It is as pure as a hint of the wind. It is the stillness now that embraced me, causing all subtle doubts to rescind. You are the light, the love, and the music. You are the curve of my smile. I search for you through every disadvantage. You sat with me all of the while. Now I know how to serve you by greeting you in all that I meet. No longer is glory my barometer. I have been the victor in every defeat. Sir, let me walk with you sweetly. Please let me carry your wear. By lightening the load of another, I will always sense God everywhere. So, That's I mean, they're all good, but, but I really like that one. Um, for those that are following along, um, you'll notice the word genuflecting in the poem. 
Okay. Do people know what the word genuflecting is? I had to look it up. But, um, okay, so here's the thing. Before I had my private session, my first private session with Jen, you know, more than 18 months ago, I was listening to recordings of some previous private sessions and they were difficult to listen to because they were very confronting and you're really in battle mode in those days. Anyway, on one of the taps you gave to the person, you used the word genuflecting and I was going, what the heck does that mean? I had to actually look it up and I didn't even know how to spell it. But anyway, it's yeah. It's such an unusual oh, was- word. It's such an unusual word that I was just amazed, you know, the vocab vocabulary range that Jen had. Anyway, so after that, it became the standard joke. I used to call her, yes, Miss Genuflecting. Two strength. But the okay, thing what's is, the page, is that what's the sorry, what's the page number on it? 258. Thank you. The thing is, is that um he asked me, do you know these words before you write the poem? It's like, no, lots of times I don't know what the word is. I look it up and it's like, oh yeah, there's the word. But we're gonna get to this later. But I don't believe I've written these poems. I believe they were written by trees. I know a couple of them specifically were written by trees. But, and I believe like, like music of some of the great um, songwriters like John Denver and um, a couple others, I don't want to say other names, but are songs written by trees and nature. And he just tuned in and he transcribed them. Now that he just did that, that was miraculous. But I was walking through the woods one day and I started to like sing um, a John Denver song, I'll walk in the rain by your side. And the trees all told me, that's our song. And they started like, they were like the wind was blowing, but it was like they were tapping their toes and like snapping their fingers and stuff. It's so cool from this vantage point, people. Okay, this one is called True Sight. No, True Strength. All the times I was misunderstood taught me the patience to know that when I am feeling confused and alone is when I'm most ready to grow. All the times that I have cried showed me joy in letting tears flow. All those who took pleasure in deceiving me gave me the comfort, gave me the conviction to trust what I know. All the times I have been lonely taught me the language of the trees. Being constantly told what to do taught me to do just as I please. I'm grateful for being shown ugliness to see beauty now everywhere. Without a trace of a competitive edge, I see life as, an, as always too fair. Thank you for showing me cruelty so that I can see others in pain. It's not me that they want to suffer. They lash out in pure self-disdain. Thank you for each lesson. I receive just enough. I'm not distracted by want and need or buried in lots of stuff. Thank you for the capacity to love that I nurture at great length. Perhaps I heal through this intention. Everything else merely gives me strength. Thank you, babies. There's uh, something I want to say about this poem in particular, but a 
a lot of the poems. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, deep, dark despair, you know, aspects, which is probably yeah. reflecting Jen's lived experience. But what's really important for me in the poems is that it reminds the reader that you can look at these situations from a neutral stance and, and think about it as a learning lived experience. And then, you know, um, you know, creating some kind of conditional benefit in your life. So I think so, that's really useful for a lot of people to understand because mm -hmm. my sense is that a lot of people, particularly those that are, you know, spiritually aware and awakening or awoken, are having a really rough trot of it at the moment. It's, and they think, so they get caught up in the ego sometimes because they think they're the only one who's going to possibly understand what they're feeling, the depth of it. And so this poetry book is me sitting with you in your darkest moment and saying, you're not alone. I'm here too. Marvin's here. We encourage you and come, come to this higher level of consciousness. Let go of the, um, it's a choice at one point. So when you're feeling all that point, pain, it's a choice of the ego. Let the ego go. Either enjoy the pain and indulge the ego I just let go of all the defenses, let go of all the ego, surrender it like your old fuzzy slippers that you know you don't want to get rid of. And then Please, I'm not going to get rid of my UGG boots. I'm keeping my UGG did boots. You know, did you know that I'm wearing UGG boots at my own wedding? Because it it's going to, it's really going to suit your dress. And by the way, they're very pretty UGG boots. But this is this is how egoless state I'm in. You know how there's, oh, hi, baby, Irene's cat. Um, hi, babies. So you know how, like, a wedding is all about the bride? Not in this case. I'm wearing a dress I, I bought at a um, estate sale that's really cool. It's from South Africa, and Marvin loves it because it looks like a jewelry dress. And he wants to see me in Ugg boots, moccasins. I was wondering... Why does he want to see me? And it dawned on me, one of his favorite movies is um, Dances with Wolves. And when they get married, it stands with a fist, wears moccasins. So people, when you, when you see the, our vows, understand that Marvin chore, choreographed my accessories, just so you know. So, but truth be told, that, that it's, it's a cool story but that's actually not actually true uh, but but Please. i do like dan i do like dances with wolves but that wasn't the motive the motive is that we're getting married you know on the edge of winter it's going to be cold out and you know you probably don't want to be in high heels so then i was thinking well you know we're going to get a pair of ugg boots anyway and these ones really do match with the dress so it's it's can quite I just can I just please have my romantic story that, that it's a fairy tale? Like I'm <laughs> Most brides want to be Cinderella. They want to be a fairy princess. They want to be, I want to um, personify stands with a fist. You, you can personify stands with a fist if you like. As long as he gets his odd boots on. Okay. <laughs> the, next, the next poem is, um, is like... It's called One Little Human, The Dichotomy. I wrote this poem, a tree wrote this poem for me, One Little Human. It's a positive one. And I wanted to write, Marvin and I were watching the news 
and he's saying, babies, can't you do something? Can't you do something energetically to help situations? And some, we've been doing works, you know, group tapings and stuff to, to um, lead the intentions of world peace. But I wrote this poem, One Little Human, the dichotomy to address a particular issue. And you'll understand it once I read it. It's on page 249. 249. One little human, pathetic and small, is deaf, mute, and blind to humanity's call. One little human, shrouded in greed, refuses the cries that the innocent plead. Possessed with the notion at insanity's crest that his actions are justified, his genocide blessed. One little human, a face in the crowd, can personify cruelty command it out loud. Etched in the heavens is a how one man inflicts to the horror of war that Ukrainian rebel depicts. One little human, be grateful it's not you, is a face of evil intentions and the damage they do. So that's me addressing a current event because I don't know, when I'm a little girl sitting around in my bed, laying and thinking things, I always think of what I would have done in this time, and this was as a child, what I would do in the times of Nazi Germany, if those things were taking place, what would I do, you know, in, um, to correct the situation? Well, I can't, and I can't physically go back to that time, but energetically, we can fold time and space, and the tasks that we do now in real time, and we have all the group taps up on our YouTube page, is do them and know that you're addressing something that you might have been too afraid to address back in that era. So we're removing the energy of all those who think, wow, why didn't we do something? And we're, we're dissipating the apathy and turning it into empowerment. And that's what we're able to do is address this stuff energetically. And that's another purpose of this poetry book. Now the next poem is the one right before that, One Little Human. Now, <laughs> this is how I learned to talk to trees so much. I didn't even know what an exchange was going on. But I lived in an apartment complex. It was only like um, three or four years after I had come back from thinking I was a retired boy, went to enlightenment, starved and tortured, that whole stuff Marvin doesn't like me to talk about. But I was walking by this grove of trees next to my apartment complex. And the, the tree at the end was covered with vines. It was just covered with vines. And it goes kind of like this. In my imagination, it says, help me out. Get these vines off of me. And it was like I spent, I actually went and got clippers and stuff. And I was shy about being out in the world and stuff. So every time I went for a walk or at night, I would go out and clip some more and go out and clip some more. And then it was like so entrenched with these things. He said, wait until the snow comes and then the, the um, snow will build around me. Then you can like stand up on it and get the higher ones. I did all that he did. He told me to do. And then in spring, I pulled all these bushes away and everything. 
Now, I didn't even understand at the time that it was an interaction I was doing just as he told me to do. But one day, I, one weekend, I went away for a retreat. And when I came back, all the other trees were cut down. They were expanding the parking lot. And my beautiful little grove, grove of trees was gone, gone. The only tree that was left was him. Now, if I hadn't done that and cut down the vines, I wouldn't have they would have written him off as dead and wouldn't have saved him. But because I had cleaned all those vines off of him, they put value in him and he's still there. And he, um, I went to see him before I came to Australia and stuff and he's like doing very well. So after that, I, the next spring, I was looking up at how all the vines that came off of him. And I was walking to my apartment, I had my back turned to him and there was a presence behind me like 50, 100 feet tall. And it was the tree and he, he just downloaded this poem into me. And it was, thank you for helping him. Now this poem, One Little Human, was my breakthrough poem. It was in um, Chicken Soup of the Soul. It got me my confidence to write. After I wrote this poem, um, I, a year later, I got out the, my first book. Um, what was it called, baby, was my first book? Trace. Enlightenment Unveiled. Enlightenment Unveiled with a picture of me looking just like Madame Blavatsky on the cover. So this is One Little Human. One little human fallen away from the pack can restore hope to the world, bring humanity back. One little human stepping away from the crowd can feel the anguish of the multitudes and voice it out loud. One little human, scarred and nearly broken, can take joy, truth, and love where it's never been spoken. One little human, abiding by love's creed, can heal the whole world. Let's wish it Godspeed. One little human, may very well be you, can show all other humans what they are able to do. Isn't he a good writer, that tree? Love to the tree. Trace, you know who he is. Thomas. <laughs> Let's keep moving along, people. Encouragement. Keep it moving Ooh. along, babies. Encouragement. This one is 244. I've read this one before, but it's is so cute. So um, this is, I wanted my um, logo to be flying pigs because of this. And I wanted flying pigs in the book, but the logistics would have drove Marvin insane to have little flying pigs all over all the pages. They said you'd never amount to much. They said your dreams were out of touch. They said the you you wanna be doesn't quite fit in society. They said the pain and wounded pride will help you take it all in stride. It's okay to have a broken heart. Just don't let them see you fall apart. But you ask, isn't it better if I try? No, you'll achieve success when you see pigs fly. Well, there's something you need to know. Dreams like seeds are meant to grow. When they are put in the ground, it's only to spread their bloom around. Every dream that's deprived of air Possibility here is 
I don't care. Every hope that wanders in the woods was led astray by a trail of shoulds. For every forsaken potential crying, there's a wistful, grounded, winged pig sighing. Some may stand by and watch dreams die, but I'll be coaching pigs to fly. Is that fun? <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty you. cool. Do you know what strikes me about all of these poems, but that one in particular is um, celebrate the neuro neurodiverse, right? So um, I think society in general can seriously benefit by celebrating the neurodiverse. And by the way, the neurodiverse uh, might actually be the mo most enlightened. So I'm just saying. Can I do um, what would Dr. Seuss say? Because it's another... Diverse one. Sure. How many more have we got to go? Because we're an hour. Tons, baby, tons. I'll stop talking and then we can do. Um, no, I'll stop talking so we can get two more. Okay. But see, the thing what is that, that the, the, the conversation is actually relevant and important. And by the way, this is not the only poem poetry reading thing we're going to have. So we don't have to do them all today. There's 184 I know, but you know how, poems. How the I am. This is the triple portal and stuff. Oh, can I tell you too, when we, ah, uh, so when we take our vows, can I tell them about when we take our vows? Marvin oh. asked just one of me, one thing of me, after I've written all these poems and did this book, he goes, oh, our vows should be poems to each other. Can you write a couple of original poems? And so I did that. I, I wrote a couple poems. I just, uh, one is man to goddess and one is goddess to man. And it's got our, our, um, intentions in there but, wow. but we um i woke up the other night and um does everyone know the um wedding poem the first corinthian no it's not it's the corinthians one corinthians 13 child, i think I, for those that are yeah so that away. poem what i did with that one is i took that poem and i refurbished it for the fifth dimension and so i i we split it between Marvin and some of the traits are male energy. And he goes, but if I'm like, whatever. And then the female part is mine. And we split it apart as oaths to each other. And so we, we, we're upgrading man energy, male energy, and upgrading goddess to this poem. And at the end, we end together. Right. So the thing is, the the first um, one or two, no, the first chapter of one Corinthians. I'm pretty sure it's thirteen. Will be recognised um, in in our version of it. We then diverge significantly and come together. But the greatest of all of this, you know, but the greatest of all is love. So the beginning will be recognisable but different, and the mm -hmm. end will be recognisable but different. But the middle is completely upgraded um, to reflect sort of higher consciousness yeah. right so what we did was we took the engram that everybody represents in the marriage vows as love and the highest form of love love is patient love is kind and so we attributed these traits to either male or goddess and we're upgrading the engrams of that to totally refresh and i don't think it's been refreshed in i don't know how two thousand years so this might be a cool thing for society. I, I could see that other people would want to take these vows at their future weddings. Maybe some of you.
So here we go. What would Dr. Seuss say? say? I like this one because it, it addresses war and everything. You think I'm here and you are there, but you are here, here is there. We are here, here is now, we are in the here and now. You think I'm great and you are small? <laughs> that doesn't, that makes no sense, no sense at all. How can it be when I am you? We are the same, just one, not two. As a fact, we all are one. It's always been since life began. We are not separate, you and me. We are the same. We are the we. The world is made of one big we. We span the globe, this we that's me. When you are hurt, we feel the same. We cry and shout and give out blame. We defend ourselves, exhaust our wits, stomp about in angry fits. But when we perch to strike a blow, then is the time we need to know. When we hurt them, we hurt the we. I hurt you, you hurt me. Let's turn the tables on this game, disarm the drones and refrain. When you want to hate yourself, see me crying on a shelf. When you want to say you're bad, realize you've just been had. The hate you give to your me is a plight of the universal we. If you want to heal the all, crumble that inner wall. The wall that says we can all be wonderfully abundant, happy, free. What I like about that, it's yeah. it's addressing um, that we're all atoms of source, reflecting a different aspect, having a human experience. So, yeah. Um, but hmm. you know, you know. 7.9 billion people on this planet need to get that <laughs> idea really quickly. Um, that's how important it is. Thank you for crying, Stephanie. I just love that you're feeling this. <laughs> <laughs> you would love the subscription group, Stephanie, because this is what we do. We do um, we do question and answers, and we just bring everyone along to their own empowerment and their own way and form without like preaching to them or out without telling them what to do, but just answering their own questions. So it's really a dynamic thing, I think, babies. I believe so. Okay, so the next one is Love's Appeal. And I think this one is gonna get Stephanie too. What page number? <laughs> 230. And these kittens are Tilly and Willie, and I got them when they were really small. And when they were kittens, they got chased around at their old house. They had little kids and stuff. So they've been, they've been terrorized at their last house. And when they came to me, they got their own bedroom to just acclimate from the other cats and the dogs and everything. They got their whole own bedroom. Teresa's sleeping in that bedroom now. And it's a huge bedroom and it was covered with toys. And they were so little, they had a scale of a litter box. It was the cutest thing ever. And so I sat them down when they were in this little basket. And I said, I'm going I'm your new mommy. This is your home. You are safe. You're cozy. I love you so much. I've been looking for you. You're my babies. And so they listened and they understood. And it was the first time they would talk to and they loved it. And now Michelle has thankfully given them a home similar to mine. And when she rehomed them, we, we didn't tell them that we're leaving me. They believe they have two homes. You have two homes now. We gotta go see your other home. You have two mommies. There's no need to put separation on your pets when you have to do these things. 
So for the first month, Michelle and I would talk on the phone and Tilly, every time she would talk on the phone, Tilly would come up to the phone and start meowing in it. I'd talk back and answer her. And we had a whole phone conversation. <laughs> it was the cutest dang thing. So anyways, this is that poem based on how important all souls are. Tell me I don't matter. Tell me you don't care. Tell me it's all bullshit that you're not really there. Tell me there's no freedom, that everything's a lie. Carelessly chuckle and walk away as you watch me die. Or tell me there is purpose and always say and do. Give me reason to believe and love and life in you. Plant a garden with your words. Make each day a song. Give all a reason to hope. Tell us we belong. Give all purpose, don all truths. Make all scenarios win-win. From the ashes of defeat, sprouts of providence begin. See peace when others envision war. Talk advantage when others spout loss. Risk vulnerability and feeling raw. Show kindness at all cost. Encourage, enlighten, visualize, evolve. Empathize, appreciate, heal. Cater to one's sense of higher self to deliver love's appeal. Doesn't really matter what you say or do, as long as you act from the depth of love and know that place is you. So, I mean, to me, that's just so prophetic because it really speaks to the human condition. And, you know, um, and I think that's in a chapter called Living a Spiritual Life. Um, at the end of this, after you've finished all your poems, I'll go through the chapter structure and uh, talk a little bit about the logic and the rationale, you know, why poems have been organized in this particular way. But, yeah. And it's a high compliment when Marvin likes my stuff because at first he wouldn't even read my books because he said you, you write like English is your second language. <laughs> but, and that was, that was the truth. He's not able to... Um, Yes, me. But the just in to give you credit as well, um, a lot of spiritual books are written in riddles, and I just can't read them because it's just full of it doesn't say anything. So that's why for me, I had to you know do whatever it is that I could do to untangle stuff. But babies, I was what's that word? Diverse, neurologically neurodiverse. Neurodiverse people don't know they're doing that in riddles. I know. It took you, who's so very narrow, stringent, linear, to be able to untangle that. That's why what you do with me is such a miracle. With if without you, people would just think I'm this ditch with just a lot to say, but no form to reach it. So you putting this book together and you putting these videos together is the secret sauce, babies. Certainly is. All right, rack them up. What's the next one? Truth. And this Page picture number. is like. Um, 217. This, this picture is my favorite picture. P was my P was the Persian kitten on the left. And um, she didn't like the new kitten coming in, Pootie. And Pootie was really self-confident and stuff. So Pootie's coming around the corner and she doesn't know that P's waiting to hijack her and to beat her up. But P doesn't have, you know, much guts to do it. But it's very cute. So that was a 
actually a real cute moment to me. That's why it's in the book. Truth is not worn by drawn lines in the sand. It's etched in the heart, what the mind can't withstand. It's forged in a brow, all too familiar with pain, yet too filled with resolve to hold on to disdain. It's not built up in columns or a heavy facade. It follows along the cracks of each meandering lamarad. It bleeds through the fibers of the ego's tattered remains till all is bleached unrecognizable, but the humiliated stains. It crumbles the vestige of the smallness of man, reunites the omega with the alpha, where individuals began. Way shower, 212. Is it? The way shower. Cool. Love is my religion. Joy is my decree. Where I stand is where I worship. My altar is just me. Kindness is my donation. Giving is my prayer. I don't send it to the sky. I send it everywhere. Empowering others is my conviction. Meeting nothing is my strength. Inspiration is the way shower to which I have at length. My halo is invisible. My wings are folded in. I'd rather show others their own virtue than threaten them with sin. Seeing good in all others is a constant flame I stoke. I prefer to bless them with my words than regret a thing I spoke. I command the heavens to part the clouds of night so all can know their windfall and sound and love and light. Join me on this journey to the world of calm so still, where everyone is empowered and centered in free will. There is no more point in taking from a spiritual vantage, you'll see, that by truly giving heart, mind, and soul, you have an express path to be free. I think what you're reflecting in that poem is some real spiritual truth and um, context. So 7.9 billion people need to get this, babies. That's all I'm saying. Well, I didn't suffer for my own. I never suffered for my own, you know, pleasure of it. It was to do this work. <laughs> That's the only thing I can um, make sense of why I had to suffer is because I had to do it and articulate it. I have these weird, weird skills. Like, I'm not stupid, but I don't, you know, it's just weird that the things that I'm good at are, everything I'm good at is only to serve other people. And if it doesn't serve other people, I'm not very good at it. I'm not good at, I'm not good at arranging a wedding for myself to be the center bridezilla. And so- oh, baby, so- but, but you are the quintessential way shower. Why, baby? But you say that to all the dynamic humans <laughs> that you have, by the way. Yes, baby. Thank you, baby. Rack them up. Okay, this one is called The Winter Road. And this one is um, probably for you, babies. All right, page number, please. 195. The Winter Rose. I never thought I was pretty until I glimpsed me through your eyes. I hid behind a wall of pain until you took off my disguise. I didn't embrace my talents. Doing so seemed like pretense, but then you gazed towards me and broke down my defense. 
I never felt quite worthy to be present, I realized. Then I saw me in your reflection. It took me by surprise. The strength and love I see in you is a cascade of loving calm. You wrap your soul around me like a sacred healing balm. When I am present with you in kindness, truth, and mirth, the courage to stand equal to you dissolves the tarnish on my worth. You propped me up in potential to show me what I now see. Everything I give to life, you have given right back to me. Thank you for the miracle of you that expunges all hint of gloom. You are the strength of a winter rose that caused this life to bloom. Babies, very heartfelt. Thank you, babies. Did I make Stephanie cry? <laughs> Michelle used to cry for me. Michelle was my cry meter. Now she's like, she's like just hardened to my poems. Oh no, no, I, I still cry. Okay, good. I don't want you to lose your qualities, Michelle. Next one is commitment to me. I wrote this poem when I was in a um, self help. Thing. It was so out of my element. Um, it's page 183. And, um, 183? Yeah. It was the first time I was around people after I had um, come back from, and it was a couple, three or four years and stuff. And um, what happened is these couple of friends encouraged me to go and tell my story. It was like, and, and when people heard my story, they just cried and stuff. And the next day they said, come back, because it was a weekend, they said, come back, and if you want to tell something about yourself, fight for the time, because there were a lot of people, so I held up my hand, and I, I didn't realize that they were going to, like, let me, because they knew how broken I was, but this is the poem I had written overnight, and I read it, and it was pretty good for them, I guess. Life itself is built on a lie. If you're born, you win you lose when you die. It's more of a continuous cycle to me. I ebb, I flow, I win, I concede. I wax, I wane, I rise, I fall. I'm both summer and winter, both infinite and small. I'm everything to everyone, yet nothing at all. I'm one grain of sand, but one mass of sea. I can heal the whole planet, but what happens to me? I disappear in the love I give out to the world, a lost starving child, a penniless girl. With the kindness of strangers, the pairing must end. Love is the whole spectrum, not just a means to the end. It's not given to others, yet holding love at bay. They're sidestepping kindness as I give it away. It's not putting off happiness one moment for a day, but embracing life now in the spirit of play. It's stirring the myriad of what I'll allow, having the richness of living completely somehow. The details are fuzzy on how this can be, yet I know it begins with a commitment to me. So that was and way before well. I met Mark. What, baby? It's pretty poignant as well. They all are. Um, I love that image, though. It's so surreal. <laughs> the photo that goes with that poem <laughs> you're reading along in the book. Those ones are supposed to be like to, to strengthen your jaw. You're supposed to chew on them and stuff. And then... One night, one day, me and Marvin were like, um, I used to try to surprise you and shock you. 
and her players up and stuff. So I showed up on the on the Zoom call like that, and it just freaked you out a little bit because it was the middle of your night stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I want to try to get through my whole list because I think these are important. How many more? Oh, babies, just babies, just a few, about ten. What? Babies. All right, rack them up, babies. Stop making me talk. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Um, one little, I, I think there's a poem missing in this book. The one about um, um, your best friend. Um, 171. This one's kind of saucy a little bit. Feel my love on your lips, taste it on your tongue. Absorb it through your irises, like rays of azure sun. Breathe my love into your lungs, sense it in your heart. Reassure your mind and soul, we never more will part. Take me in as nourishment, ease your every calm. Pour my love onto your skin, wear it as a balm. Hear these words in resonance, move with them like a song. You deserve my everything. With you, I now belong. Baby, that is a racy drawing, I'm just saying. Babies, you, you made me draw that, babies. And that's from memory and stuff. That's why she has kyphosis, because I have kyphosis in my back. You know what kyphosis is? No, babies, but we're going to just rack them up. It's a it's a um, exaggerated arc in the spine. You'll see it once I'm skinny, babies. Okay, the next one is what um, 160, 269. 269? Search and rescue. 269. So we're yeah. jumping around. No, we're not. That one was so too it, sucky. So it's 169. I don't know, maybe I'm going to 269 and see what's there. No. Well, it's. Oh, yeah, 169. Okay, so on my 169 is one loving plea. Uh, this is two, trust me, 269. 269. Okay. Babies, you know I'm neurodiverse. Why would you expect it to go any other way than this? Okay. Haven't we what done this one? I'm sure we've done this one. Uh oh. Um, I'm getting tangled, baby. Yeah. Um, we've, we've definitely done this one because I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. I'm going, okay. So, oh, 147, babies. 147. Okay. All this and more. Okay. Just let me get there. Sorry, people, I hate when people aren't not prepared. You, you exist beyond forever, more expansive than the sky, valued beyond all measure, intelligence beyond the mind. You are joy beyond all measure, love beyond your heart, 
You are more than your condition, most scripted beyond your part. You perceive beyond all senses, not limited by your lens. When you judge, you get all muddled. Acceptance is the cleanse. Being still opens thresholds, saying no will close a door. In the raw truth of the moment, you know all this and more. Um, okay, 120, how to transcend. It, it was, you got me panicking, you're breathing down my neck on time. No, but um, I can tell that you start getting starting to get tired because you're getting tongue tied. No, I'm getting tongue tied because I can start you getting tired. I'm fine. I could go on forever. How's our people? Are you guys okay if we do more? Okay, then I can relax my atoms and um, then I can do this one. Oh, sorry. Just before you go, um, can you can everyone see the sunrise in Jen's window? Um, Yes. So it's pretty, pretty cool time okay. today. All right. Okay, come on, babies. Quit trying to sabotage my camp. How to transcend. Be aware of your own actions. Experience your own worth. Accept the rejection at the moment of your birth. Stand by your convictions whatever they may bring. Delve into all your talents to dance, to act, write or sing. Marvel at the wonders of banquet to mankind. Connect with others deep within, way beyond the mind. Live past the constrictions of what one can endure. Raise a bar on accountability with motives that are pure. Break the shoals of society to clean a spark in man. Ignite a billowing fire as only pure love can. Lift humanity on your shoulders. Let it see that which you see. Beyond the walls of the self, all empowered, inspired, and free. One of the themes that we explore heavily in the prose part of the book is the idea of um, the veil of separation on the point of uh, incarnation and how that then kind of creates the human experience that you live through to raise, um, add to universal consciousness. So, yeah. So these these ones I picked are, are things that can um, hopefully sit in your vibratory rate and you can like feel them, and they they can be like a breadcrumbs for you to get to the vibration rate, the vibration that you want to. You too can be as as what is it, diverse? Neurodiverse. You too can be as dire. What is it? You too can be as neurodiverse as people. All this can be yours. All this can be yours. All right, let's keep going, Marvin. You're such a scream. <laughs> you're such a scream. That might be Thank an Aussie expression. All right, oh, where are we up? Rack them up. Come on. I don't think we should use the scream one, so especially <laughs> when we were doing pillow talk. All right, babies. What, what's Family. the poem? What's the number? That's what you do, babies. One ten. One ten. And this is about accountability and spirituality because everyone's looking for someone outside of themselves to heal them, but or to like make them feel whole or important. 
But, but that's what you do. But that's what you do. No one can touch your head to make you feel sane. No one can talk you through a whole life of disdain. No one can see your whole forest. They'll fixate on one tree, live your whole life for you, or tell you how to be. No one can broach the depths that you reach, not by virtue, devotion, or flowery speech. The path that you're on, you venture alone. So make it count for something, make it your own. Take back all the power you strewn along the way. Collect it back up, you'll need it someday. You are the only expert on what it's like to be you. There's no one alive who can fit in your shoes. Save your energy for what lies ahead as you forge your own way, make your own bed. The love that propels you comes from only one source. The universe itself has sanctioned your course. So don't play it small or cower to the masses. They can't see your greatness, not even with glasses. You will fall through the cracks. Your sense of pain, your sense of pain will be heightened. You will feel like a failure until you're enlightened. The path then won't be easier, not by far, but at least you can watch it perched on a star. Then you will see other souls try to shimmer as well, overcome obstacles, their own private hell. Send them a lifetime. What else can you do? You love so very deeply. That's what you do. You know, that would be a good commencement poem to read at a commencement. One in the same what, babies? Uh, I was agreeing with you. Thank you, babies. What's the page number? 88, babies. 88. Oh, I, I like this one because this is a blessing for that for all indigenous people. Miles of stroked silk, each sheet touched with dew, grazed by the elements, soaked in emerald hue, turquoise skies with clouds for lace, smile down sweetly on this holiest place. Blood-stained soil hide the white man's sin. Echoes and soft whispers had carried on the wind. The elders' timeless pleas to their forefathers above are finally redeemed through nature's purging love. Massive ancient graves behold in reverent names purge the sacred soils of humanity's foolish games. The indigenous rise up to reinstate their ancient claim that peace and love of the land are one and the same. Yep. So we're all indigenous people. That's what the thing we don't realize is like, we're all indigenous. We came, are rooted from one root race that we identify with. So if we can identify with one and we'll probably have like a little bit of all the root races in us. So we might as well bless them all, love them all to love an aspect of ourselves that we're not looking at. Um, oh, oh, oh. 
This one I wrote actually specifically to heal that tiny, the, the Sandy Hook Angels. This was um, um, 62, page 62, babies. Tiny Feet of Sandy Hook Angels, page 62. Yeah. So I wrote this in real time when there was the first really um, horrific shooting of babies in, in kindergarten. So I, I thought that would have really brought a shift in consciousness just with that one act. But then what happened was more evil intentions came in. So, so in the, you know, people say, oh, this race, this race, um, or came in and are evil or whatever. So there was this wave of evil that was in the world and we addressed it energetically and it was waning. And this was supposed to be a pinnacle point where peace on earth began. But then in that space, because humans didn't, didn't, didn't measure up to where they needed to be to fill in that space, another race was able to come in and take the place of the last race that was being so nefarious. So this nefarious intentions aren't gonna end until everyone takes up their own empowerment and dwindles down the opposite. Right? Do you wanna translate for me, babies? Or do people understand what I'm saying? Um, not really, um, but I'll, I mean, I've said it twice already, I'm gonna say it at least a third time, 7.9 billion people on the planet need to get this and get it now. So wake up. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of glad if people can't get it in one round because I wanted to. No, look, that... yeah, no, but there is, there is that holy shit moment. And so at least they can start with that. Okay. And then the hard work begins, by the way. So this is dedicated to all those little babies and their families that lost their little babies, they're five and six-year-olds. And I specifically drew this picture to be poignant. Yep. The tiny fleet of Sandy Hook angels. Babies, I'd love to like take this, the blurb of this, this poem and put it out there for this. A tiny uh, fleet of angels. What babies? I didn't understand what you just said. Oh my gosh. So it'd be nice if we took an excerpt of this recording of just this poem oh, and okay. put it out there for the parents could, could find it as a gift to them. Okay. Because it was always my purpose to have them be comforted by my words. Yep. All right. And a validation. Thank you, babies. Yep. The tiny fleet of Sandy Hook angels. A tiny fleet of angels graced the world one day. Seven years they walked the earth, immersed in children's play. We thought we knew their purpose, to be nurtured and uplift. Each assigned a special family with which to share their gifts. Each child is like a song of God, a sacred celestial tune, tone. But the music ended abruptly one day. God called his angels home. Now the world feels cheated because of what transpired. How could death so cruelly take what heaven has inspired? The world has gone complacent, complacent, indifferent to the core. With this devastating wake-up call, 
the cold rule can be restored. God in his infinite wisdom sets sights on something grand to restore the milk of human kindness and the brotherhood of man. These children are etched in our hearts on a canvas made of pain. Yet where the scratch marks of anguish are carved, their innocence remains. This tiny fleet of angels that awakened the heart of man is the golden instrument to mark and gauge where peace on earth began. Hey babies, we will take that as a short clip and we'll put that out separately as well. Thank you. And of course, it'll go viral because I've only had one hour of sleep, no makeup, no shower, nothing. So of course, this will be my shining moment because <laughs> of course it will. You know, um, when you go on radio shows and interviews, you should, uh, of course, the host is going to ask you to read some of your poems. So you should um, put that one out there as well. Absolutely. Um, so the next one is page 59, Love's Best Lesson. And I think anyone who um, has fallen for the wrong guy or a wrong person has um, relate to this one. It's on page 59. I gave away my power one day. It was easy, I confess. Someone smiled sweetly. Then I was possessed. I have been stripped bare to the bones, just like so many more, that in their desperate need to love became an open door. We all were plundered, soiled, and spurned, mangled, broken, and deprived. But with our great ability to love, managed to survive. Now's the time to make things whole through collecting all our parts. With dignity and grace intact, we repair all broken hearts. By knowing when we take from others, we are stealing our own grace. Everyone else is merely us, reflected in another face. And when we give too easily, we weaken the collective all. Yet when we help another, we are answering our own call. We have learned love's best lesson when we finally re believe that to give the most to the all, we must graciously receive. Um, there is just so, so much wisdom in these poems. <laughs> kind of makes you feel like royalty, yeah. Um, it does. <laughs> well, no, I was quoting Pigpen from Charlie Brown and stuff because Charlie Brown was treated like a um, um, second-class citizen because he had, Pigpen was, because he had this dirty blanket and it put a cloud of dirt around him. So, so they animated all the dirt and stuff. And so Linus tried to, tried to amp him up. He was the little philosopher and he says, oh, this dirt that he's carrying around is the sacred soil of kings and and noble people. And so Pigman like is there and he says, the second thumb, well, it makes you want to treat me like royalty, doesn't it? Now. So that's just a quote from Charlie Brown. Back him up. Oh. Okay. 
getting to the heart of it. Page number? 51. Okay. I am the Muslim. I am the Jew. I am the old lady who lives in a shoe. I am the matador. I am his cape, the targeted bull at the back of his nape. I am the frenzy. I am the calm. I am the corruption. I am its balm. I am the eagle's discerning keen eye. I am the lawyer with his quick-witted lie. I am anywhere push comes to shove. I am below as I am above. I am every vantage point that helps one to grow. I am the heat. I am the snow. Anything the human heart can endure, I am the infection. I am the cure. I am every experience one needs to surmount. You can knock someone down, but you can't count them out. You can rob them of pride and cause them to fall or shrivel them up in an energetic ball. But soon we'll all awaken from this illusion and see that we're all joyful and whole, abundant, loving, and free. I think a lot of people are going to like the uh, artwork on that poem as well. Um, yeah, that's, that was the first... That was the first picture I saw that I wanted to like depict that moment because that's a turning point in in history is when someone finally got it and the poor little bull is trying to comfort him as he's trying to kill him. Um, so entangled again. Uh, what's what's the title of the poem? Um, Love's Beautiful Array, page 49. All right. Thank you, baby. Oh, this one is, is about, um, I like this one because this is um, about being, you know, ethnic, colorblind. Being diverse. Being diverse, yes, physically diverse. Love's Beautiful Array, hazel blue, Amber gray, it's only pigment anyway. Cinnamon brown or almond skin, they're not tinctures on the love within. Either ruby lips or pale brown, love sweet kiss in both resounds. Flaccid skin or pulled real tight, it's merely a camouflage of love's inner light. New agers are conservative in thought, merely live the love as they are taught. I can't all stop to realize love has no color, age, or size. It has no preference. There is no sin. We all look the same from within. We all think the same from our heart. There's no different vantage points driving us apart. When someone is different, there's an opportunity to see love's beautiful array in the, in the universal we. And again, I love the artwork on that poem. Can you just describe it for those that can't see it, baby? It's Kermit. It's the love affair between Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog. And when I was younger, they, they used to call me Miss Piggy because I dressed as Miss Piggy for um, Halloween one year and I won a prize for it. And um, my voice kind of, and it, was, it wasn't my best moment, but I really do like their love affair. The next poem is Distant God, page 39. I'd like to meet 
most any God that isn't based on love. Show him what he's doing to earth as push has come to shove. He must have turned his head away when his message, when his message was set in cause. There's such an inconsistency between love and by obeying its, his laws. Maybe he had a vision that was just misconstrued or have a noble intention in everything we do. There might be a miscommunication that has to be set straight. Any God with any merit preaches love alone, not hate. Maybe it's the concept that so many are steeped in sin. Virtue is not a conquest or war, but simply going quietly within. It's not about seeing the faults of others or bringing them down to their knees, or seeing love in everyone. It's seeing love in everyone. Let them worship as they please. God is one pure intention. All must realize it is man who has buried the truth and covered it with lies. Any God that is a God that's instilled in the hearts of man doesn't incite the world to violence. Love has another plan. Teach responsibility in everything you do. If you judge in the name of God, that transgression is on you. I can't agree with any man who diminishes others for God, but for all those imperfectly, but for all those imperfectly trying, imperfectly trying, it's their sincerity I applaud. There's also a huge lesson bookmarked just for me. I can't micromanage everyone. I must let them all just be. If I have judgment on what others are ensuing, then I am doing exactly what I accuse them all of doing. If I question what others value with a cynical mirage, I myself am worshiping a very distant God. So one of the core themes, one of your core themes um, in uh, the spiritual life is to take responsibility and look within and not sort of worship an external sort of deity because you are, you know, source. And that's one of the reasons why I've stopped using the word God in preference for the word source, because God yeah. is such a tainted concept. It's like a vibration that sings to the mental realms. So it's hard to get above the mental realms, which is I, I ruled by the mind if you use the word God, because it's like, it's, it's like this heavy weight on the image of source. So if you use God, you just weigh it down to the mental realms for so many. And for a lot, you weigh it down to the astral realms. So we got two more babies hanging there, two more poems. All right. Rack it up. I love this poem. I love this picture of Seema. Oh, I am not a dog. I am a person of the canine persuasion. So which page is it? Page 16, it's individuality. Okay. A grain of sand on the shore that catches the light. That one grounded bird that learns to take flight. The, un the unencumbered soul that unfurls to be free. That voice of dissension that learns to agree. The infant who remembers what it's like to be old. A flame that reminds you what it's like to be cold. Defeating lost hope by saying, I can. Incarnating comfortably, being woman or man. Creating a sympathy, creating a sympathy, a note at a time. Knowing peace during chaos, however sublime. The sliver of knowledge that turns into a wedge, 
being pushed past our reason, jumping over a ledge. There's no separation between the foam and the sea. Illusion's the only distinction between what's you and what's me. And the image is that Seema? Yep, Seema one. With some really cool glasses on. And the caption is, I'm not a dog. I'm no, actually, the caption is, no, I'm not a dog. I'm a person of the canine persuasion. So yes, you gotta be politically correct these days. When we get a puppy, babies, they're not gonna know that they're like a dog. They're gonna like no. their people. So anyways, awesome. just saying. All right, babies, I'm going. Last one, the fight. I am a devoted chick. What, babies? Page number nine. Yes, It's called the fight, page number nine. Yes, babies. Yes, babies. The fight. I am a devoted champion of love, if only in my own mind. I dig the trenches and dutifully fight in ruthless defense to be kind. I undo the damage that's been done from each powerful selfish decree. I heal the wounds of all that suffer or, or perhaps just the suffering in me. I can't condone the apathy of man as displayed in ignorance defense. I can only abide bullshit so long or condone systemic pretense. I will continue to serve others as I do. How else could I possibly endure? Someone must heal the ills of all men until, until each being finds its own cure. Okay. Talk to the image. Um, Mother Teresa holding a starving baby. Not, another one of those defining moments that I think you're capturing the essence of. Yeah. I to do so Thank you, baby. That's, that was quite a marathon. Um, just before we all come off, um, ooh. Just before we all come off mute, um, I just wanted to quickly have a little bit of a chat about uh, the structure of the book. Um, so there's a foreword which uh, I wrote, and it kind of talks about the the way that Jen and I met, and you know our being bonded in common purpose and, and tells a bit of the story about Jen's work and those kinds of things. So chapter one is called the, is called universal consciousness. And so if you think about a pyramid, so a pyramid has an apex and it comes down the base, we're starting right from the top. So the concepts around universal consciousness source, um, you know, the, the purpose of life, that kind of stuff, just, you know, just, just the simple questions. The next layer down, chapter two, is all about the human collective. So it's about the struggle and what we're doing to each other, you know, within the collective and how absurd that all is and how it just, you know, need to wake up and that kind of stuff. Chapter three is a chapter called Nature. So it kind of deals with uh, what we're doing to Earth and Gaia and, uh, you know, the air and the water, the sand, those kinds of things. The next chapter is about um, transcending and ascension. And uh, there's a very powerful uh, introduction to that chapter about the whole ascension, uh, transcending enlightenment process that uh, Jen talks about. So that's quite, um, quite revealing. 
The next chapter, so we're going down into the layers. So we're coming closer and closer to, you know, uh, yourself from universal consciousness to the individual. So the next layer is all about self-awareness um, and the realization that you're an aspect of God having a human experience. And, you know, uh, the next chapter is around soulmates because a lot of people are interested in, you know, um, the soulmate connection. And uh, a lot of the poems reflect Jen and I as being soulmates, but it also reflects everyone else um, in, in their line up for soulmates um the next chapter is around healing goddess because in in one way or another um most of us here are way shows in in one form or another and the whole point is that 7.9 billion people need to become this way so you know um in one way or another we're all goddesses here so there you know a little bit of healing will go in some way um the following chapter is called Living a Spiritual Life. It just provides a little bit of a guidance around how you can live a spiritual life. The next chapter is inspiration because we all need some inspiration at some point. And then there's chapters around uh, searching for love, finding love, and then erotica. So that's the way the book is structured. Babies, do you want to get people off mute and we can slowly yes, wind down because hey, we're getting close to two hours. Everybody... Did anybody notice how dirty my hair got during the, the session? It's okay if you say yes, but this is what happens when I do energy work. See, this, this energy of what I'm releasing, it's not all physical and stuff, but it clings on me. And it's like, my hair isn't dirty, people. It's just from the work here. And it's just, help me out, somebody. We lost Therese. Anyways. Anyways, can you come off mute and chat? Guys, oh, crickets. Crickets. Jen? Yeah. Do you mean your do you mean your hair is turned darker? Some somehow it's a little darker. No, no it's literally filmy and dirty now. It wow. wasn't when I started. It was wow. cleaner. It wow. just collects. And that's like because I'm like, I'm not just doing this for, you know just sitting in a room we're doing this for all of humanity and releasing the, the apathy and stench and, wow. and power and all over the world and and you can see it in physical real time wow. i just washed my hair yesterday people jen i just noticed how beautiful your face was when you were reading the poems oh honey thank you it's i'm really eager to say that every time thank you Michelle. <laughs> it's true Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Willie. So we might wind it down. Um, thanks for joining us, uh, those that are here in real time. Yeah, and, Irene um, has something to say. I know she so, does. <laughs> I don't know that I have the words. Um, gosh, it's so touching. I, I tell you, it just unlocked my heart. Uh, these poems and just yeah. so uplifting, so uplifting. And I really appreciate it. And it's just like such a breath of varieties of love and inspiration, truly inspiration. So thank you very much. I know thank I will you. enjoy this over and over and over again. Beautiful, beautiful. If anyone has the, um, the book, the PDF or whatever, it'd be nice if you could go on to where do they go to leave a 
review. So mm-hmm. on the Genuine Healing website, on the on the product page uh, that you would have bought the book on, you can leave a review. That would be great and stuff. How are you yeah. doing, Angie? I'm okay. <laughs> it's late for you. You're tired, huh? Jen, um, it's Claire. I just wanted to add, I I recognised a few of the poems because I've read them on your um, on your Facebook. But it was so wonderful to hear you read your poems and uh, just really powerful. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank thank you to Myron for giving me the encourage to do that because. Since I've been with Marvin, I've never been videotaped so much. I've never taken my pictures so much. I've never been out there so much. So he gives me permission to do this when it's so interesting that whatever happens in your life as a child, pay attention to what people didn't want you to do and do the opposite. People told me as a little kid not to sing. I couldn't sing. Don't talk, shut up, you're stupid. Anything that I did, they, they tried to shut it down. And that was trying to prevent me from sharing this truth with the world. So whatever your gifts are, challenge what people have been telling you because that's, that's your purpose, is to challenge the negativity. Oh, thank you, Ariel. Ariel said it's time that the world has been waiting. It's about time the world has been waiting for you, Jen. It feels like that. But, um, please, if you want to send that intention out, we appreciate it and stuff because yeah, so um, I reckon we'll do, oh, by the way, the other thing I was going to say is that uh, having this poetry reading thing on the pink moon, full moon, it was a, a last minute thing. That's why the invitations went out so late. Um, we only decided to do it literally 24 hours ago. So that's that. Um, I think we're going to do quite a number more of these. And, and certainly during the subscribers events, uh, we'll read various poems and talk about it um, because yeah. that's what that forum is all about is, uh, you know, being able to sort of connect and, um, you know, um, be a resource for your own spiritual journey. Uh, what else? So, I So for those who are in the subscriber event and who want to join, bring to me what you want. Yeah. Bring to me what you're looking for. Bring to me the questions, dreams, modalities. Oh, oh, I forgot to answer your question. I'll answer your question um, tomorrow, Audrey, okay? Thank you. I have to figure out what it is before I can answer it. <laughs> figure out what the question is or what the answer is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, can you send me that word again, Audrey, in, in a quick email so I have that word that you wanted me to describe? Sure. Thank you. That would help me because my my brain is like a service because <laughs> there's so much. Thank you. All right. So thank, thank you, everyone, for joining us, uh, and particularly those that either had to wake up very early or had to stay up very late because our audience is every every corner of the earth. Um, so thanks for joining us. Thanks for those that are watching on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe, do all the usual things and um, join the, become a subscriber. Um, it's a great way to support genuine healing and it's a great resource for your own spiritual journey. So it's what we're here for.
Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I love you Thank all. You. Thank you all. Love you. Bye for now. Love Bye. you.